0: This is not like your regular mom podcast. It's your cool mom podcast. Hi, I'm Liz, and I'm Amanda, and And we we are Mom Goals Goals the
1: podcast. Hi, I'm Liz, and I'm Amanda, and we are Mom Goals. Today, I am so excited to have my longtime friend Stephanie Carten on. (laughs) on the show. She has been a friend of mine from the early days of New York and is the ultimate mom goals. Um, She is the consummate entrepreneur, co-founder of three businesses, and co-author of Like, Like Love Follow, her newest book. She is also a mom of of two and a half year old adorable baby girl, and is um, really someone I've loved watching throughout her journey. She launched Social Fly, which is a leading social first digital and influencer agency based in New York. She's also the founder of Market, which is a brand new marketplace for parents to buy and sell baby and kids' gently used items, as well as Entrepreneista Media, which is her newest platform dedicated to celebrating and sharing the stories of female founders growing and scaling businesses through their membership, community, and resources, and more. Really, Stephanie's mission is to help others and empower by sharing stories, and her book, co-author of Like, Love, Follow, This is the Entrepreneista's Guide to Using Social Media to Grow Your Business?, She's also appeared and been featured on Bloomberg, Forbes, Entrepreneur, Refinery29, and Cheddar TV. She's award-winning, and I'm so happy to have Stephanie. She's one of the top female entrepreneur CEOs in New York, and happy to have you on, Steph.
2: Well, thanks for having me. Excited to chat with you ladies today. Yeah, I just, how do you do it all? (laughs) I, just I don't know don't some days. Know. I don't know. Having yeah. a, a really great, a really great team. <laughs> yeah. So
1: that's how I would describe you. But how would you describe yourself and who you are and what you do?
2: Sure. So similar to, you know, the intro you just shared, I am a serial entrepreneurista, And most importantly, I am a mom. I have been Focus for my entire career on creating communities to help mostly women. Uh, I have been very focused on helping brands learn how to navigate their social media strategies. And now with Entrepreneurista, helping so many women learn to navigate their business and launch the business of their dreams. And of course, with Market, helping as many moms and parents uh, figure out how to buy and sell baby and kids gently used items. So definitely doing a lot, but it all comes down to community and connection.
0: Wow, Stephanie, this is Liz speaking, in case you don't know. I, I'm just amazed by all that you're doing. And as a serial entrepreneur myself, I'm just in complete awe. And I'm just so curious, like, how did you, what was your journey like? And how did you start? Like, obviously, you became an entrepreneurista, but like,
2: obviously, you need to start somewhere. Where did you start? Yeah. So if we go back really far, I think I started as a child. I was this born entrepreneurista selling Girl Scout cookies. So as far back as I can remember in my childhood, I was always, you know, figuring out things that were trending and figuring out how to make a business from it. And I was chatting with someone recently who was they were asking me, you know, do you think that being an entrepreneur is something that can be taught, or are you born with it? And I truly think, you know, back to my childhood, like so much of it comes back to just being really resilient as a child. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, learning different skills and having different experiences as a child. I did a lot of theater when I was growing up, musical theater and was used to performing and being on stage and being in front of people. And then I just mentioned, you know, selling Girl Scout cookies, which later led to selling friendship bracelets and Beanie Babies and all of these things that were trending. And I started to realize, you know, when there is A need for something or demands, you can actually make a business out of it. So, fast forward, uh, you know, I went to Cornell for hospitality and business management. I was in the program there. And while I was at Cornell, uh, my sophomore year is when Facebook first started. And I got an account on Facebook and it was actually called thefacebook.com back then when I first got my account for that. We're (laughs) dating ourselves. Oh, yes. (laughs) I remember thinking, you know, this is going to change everything I'm learning about in college. And I was doing a concentration in sales and marketing and I wasn't quite sure how back then, but I really saw the need, you know, a few years in for businesses to start using social media to reach uh, other customers and have a strategy. So uh, when I graduated from Cornell, I first worked for a few hospitality companies And I had a lot of friends who were reaching out to me, asking for help with sales and marketing strategies. And because of my background, I started sharing with them, you know, you have to start using social media. This is really going to be the way to grow your business. So I started putting together these social media strategies really on the side of my full-time job and quickly realized that it was not an after-work activity. It could be an actual business So I originally um, had a business partner that I partnered with um, to start an agency. And that first relationship didn't work out. And then I ended up partnering with my current business partner, Courtney. You know, we realized we had opposite skill sets and a passion for social media. And we started taking on clients together on the side of our full-time jobs And after about 10 months of working nights and weekends, we said, you know, this is going to be a real business. We have to go all in and do it or not do it at all. So Courtney and I decided to quit our corporate jobs on the same day, which was May 4th of 2012. And we never looked back. We bootstrapped our agency, Social Fly, which means we never raised any funding. Uh, we grew our agency over the years, and our agency still is in business to this day. We have almost thirty employees, have worked with three hundred plus brands over the years, and we're you know winning awards for our work and on the Inc. Five Thousand list. And what started to happen was so many women were reaching out to us like literally every single week, wanting to go out to coffee and wanting to pick our brain and really wanting to hear how we were able to grow and scale our business. And what you'll learn about you know, myself and as Courtney as well is we're the type of people that like to help absolutely everyone. But we started to realize that if we were to go out to coffee with every single person that reached out to us, we would never have time to run our core business. And at the time it was just social flying. Now we have, as you know, you've shared a few different businesses, but we started thinking, you know, how can we help all of these women? And that was our idea to start our podcast, Entreprenista, which we launched three years ago. And long story short, it has now evolved into a full media company, Entreprenista Media, as well as our membership community, the Entreprenista League. So it has been quite a journey and an evolution. But really, you know, one thing in business has always led to the next and everything has happened so, organically, which is actually what led to my other business venture market as well,
1: and the people you've met along the way, too. It's like I feel like you and I have known each other from the early entrepreneurial years. so, oh, yes, it's just the you know just building this huge community that you have and then always seeing the opportunity for the next thing and really whole mission yeah, of helping the others.
0: I feel like yeah. you had such foresight because in 2012, when you started your social media agency, social media wasn't like as big as it is now for like, I don't know, in 2012, I was probably shooting pictures of my food and my feet. It wasn't like <laughs> marketing myself as a brand or an influencer. And so I think you had a foresight in that. And then you had the foresight with this market. kid, like how amazing, what a niche to figure out that you we need this. Like, We need to sell our babies' toys
2: and things that we had, like the gear that we all have? Yeah. I mean, with Market, I couldn't even believe that a platform like this didn't exist. Uh, again, this happened super organically back in January of 2020, pre-pandemic, um, right before everything happened and the world shut down. My husband and I were out to eat with my then seven-month-old daughter on the Upper East Side. Back when we lived in New York, we've now relocated to Florida, but we were... You know, eating at this diner in the morning and we were talking about all of these items that we had for Molly that we just didn't need anymore that and these items were in perfectly, you know, beautiful condition. Her bassinet and her mama room and the Bior, and like all of these items that are, you know, expensive and taking up all of this room in our tiny New York City apartment. And there was additional items that we needed to get for her now at this next stage. But there was no room for anything. So I was like, "Okay, we're out to eat. I'm on, you know, I go on my phone. I look on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. And I'm like, wait a second. This is not how parents want to sell things or shop for things? How is there not a platform that's specifically dedicated to parents to buy and sell baby and kids gently used items? So I text my business partner, Courtney, and I tell her, you know, Courtney, I have the best business idea. Like, how does this not exist? And she said, Oh my goodness, it's so funny. You say this. My former boss from American Express Anker, he just reached out to me because he's building this exact platform right now. And he's looking for marketing help because that's not his background. His background is in product and tech. And I was like, well, let's meet with him. Like, I want to build this. Like, this needs to exist. Like, I know it's not just me. All of my friends are having this problem too, all my mom friends. So uh, long story short, again, Ankur and I meet and we have a meeting at our social flight office. It was one of our last meetings in person um, before the pandemic happened. And we quickly realized after spending time together and then, you know, having more calls and and Zooms that it would actually make sense to formally partner together with his background in product and tech and my background in sales and marketing and brand partnerships. We realized it would be the the perfect partnership. So we partnered together um, literally right when the pandemic uh, first started. And fun fact, Ankur and I as business partners have only met in person one time and have been building this uh, platform for for the past year and a half now, which is super exciting. (laughs)
0: Wow, that's such wow. a good pandemic story. I feel like so many people have got like grown businesses out of the pandemic and virtually and I mean, I guess most of your businesses are virtual it seems. So it's it's really incredible that you're able to build it that way. So it only makes sense that you were able to have this successful platform during the pandemic virtually.
2: We were able to learn so much in all of our businesses about remote working and, you know, motivating a team to work virtually and figuring out solutions to make everything better for for meetings. So it's definitely been a passion of ours to solve all of the remote working uh, issues and make them better because it's a whole new world now. Completely remote. I think all three of us have
1: have something in common. I mean, Liz, you left just a little bit before the pandemic. You and I, Stephanie, left June 2020. Yep. I'm um, well, I'm back out. in the city all the
2: time. But mm-hmm. yeah,
0: I mean, it's it's like a different <laughs> world now. And it, it's funny, you were talking about like, wanting to get rid of all the baby stuff and go into the next stage. It's the bigger house, I thought that I would have more space for all the storage of all the baby and kid items and all the gear. And the bigger the house, the more stuff you fill with it. So I feel like I still have enough stuff that I need to sell. So I need to get on market immediately. And yeah, the Facebook Marketplace isn't—it's—it's not as good.
2: (laughs) Yes, there's too too many issues with Facebook Marketplace. Yes, you need a you need a platform that just has parents on there buying and selling, and everything is curated for you. And that's what we wanted to create this really incredible experience that didn't exist. So, so smart. Amazing. Well, aside
0: from you creating that from being a mom, how would you say that motherhood has really changed how you approach your career?
2: I feel like I learned so much about, you know, being a mom from running a business. And then from running a business, I learned so much about, you know, motherhood and and everything that you go through. And it really started for me with um, our fertility journey. We had a very complicated fertility journey and then an even more complicated pregnancy journey. And I would always say that running a business actually prepared me for that because when you go through infertility, there is, you know, you're hearing so many no's and there's so many that you have to be extremely organized. You need to be very assertive and be able to speak up for yourself. So I had a lot of these skills already from running a business when I went through my fertility journey that that really helped. And then, you know, as I just mentioned, I had a very compli- very, very complicated pregnancy journey. And I'm happy to share a little bit if it's if it's helpful for for your listeners because yes, I definitely always always encourage you know women to to reach out to me that if you're going through a complicated fertility journey or pregnancy journey I'm always happy to to share resources because I would not have been able to get pregnant or stay pregnant if it were not for the community of women that I actually met through social media so when I was going through my infertility journey I When I first was going through it, I didn't share anything publicly on Instagram. And I've always been, you know, very open on Instagram, Mm -hmm. running a business and sharing about what it's like to run a business. But when I was first going through everything, I just couldn't get myself to share because I was just, you know, in so much pain. It was so hard for me to go through something like infertility. Um, You know, I had been, I was diagnosed with MS many years ago and I shared, you know, My MS diagnosis was like nothing for me compared to going through infertility because it's all I ever wanted in my entire life was to be a mom and to have a family and to be in the position where it felt like it was not in my control and my body was, you know, failing me and that I couldn't, you know, initially until I learned everything, you know, do something about it and take action. It, It was so hard for me and devastating. And um, I met this woman, Andrea, who has uh through social media, through Facebook, it was a company called Pregnant Ish. And she had posted in this mutual group that we're in, a group that actually has nothing to do with fertility. It actually is a marketing group. And I saw she posted about it and I reached out to her because I went on her platform and I, you know, shared what I was going through. And she said, Oh my goodness, would I would love to share your story on our platform. I think it, you know, you'd be able to help so many women and it was her like giving me this space to share what i was going through it was it was like coming out of this like fertility closet and opening up to everyone and when i did the response that i got in the women that i started meeting and connecting with these women led me to the you know proper fertility doctor and then when i was you know sharing you know lab tests that we were getting and results that I was getting and looking for other information. These women were sharing more information with me. So I would not have actually gotten pregnant if I had not shared my story and connected with these incredible, incredible women through social media.
0: Wow. That's right, so And powerful. it's really
2: like opening up, I think, to like letting your nobody talks out there. It. Yeah, it was super powerful. And then, you know, we went on to finally get pregnant after our transfer. And Um, we found out pretty early that our embryo had initially split. So we were expecting identical twin girls. And we were super excited, obviously very surprised, but super excited because we had put in one embryo. Um, And, um, you know, from early on, we had complications right away. And I was sharing that journey through social media. And at 16 and a half weeks pregnant, we found out we had something called TDTS, which is twin to twin transfusion. So um, I, you know, shared what we were going through. We had to make some very quick decisions about what to do. And again, I was sharing this and I was introduced to, you know, specific Facebook groups for women that were going through twin to twin transfusion. I connected with a few other women who actually happened to have been at the same doctor that I was seeing uh, up at, at Columbia and they really helped like advise me and coached me through, the the entire process and, and, you know, situation that we were in because, you know, we spent all of this time and resources and money, of course, like going through fertility and having all of these complications happen and to finally get pregnant and to have, you know, all of these devastating things happen during the pregnancy was so hard. But again, like going back to business, you know, I felt like I had so many coping skills from running a business that I was able to apply to this situation as well. And also everything I had learned about social media over the years and connecting with people and the power of social media, um, it it truly helped us. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we ended up losing one of our of our twins, um, Emmy, after the surgery that we had to try to save both of them. And then after that surgery, I ruptured, which is called P-Prom. And um, we were told at that point at 17 and a half weeks that it was recommended we terminate the pregnancy and that my daughter would never survive. And through social media and these Facebook groups, I met these other women who told me, you know, your baby actually can survive without amniotic fluid and you can keep going with the pregnancy. And I did all of this research and learned as much as possible and essentially educated my doctor that we could continue the pregnancy and that we were not going to end our pregnancy and spent 17 weeks on bed rest, 11 of those weeks inpatient in the hospital. And we have a beautiful two and a half year old baby girl who was born breathing, and she's our little miracle baby. So, all Molly through social is media, such a miracle. <laughs> I
1: know, like just watching your journey too. I think that's even what prompted me from from like afar, going through some of the stuff at the same time. Um, how would you say it's changed your career before and after?
2: I feel like, you know, I'm the same person I was before, but I just have such a different perspective on on life now. And really, for me, like basically anything could happen in a day, like anything absolutely amazing or anything absolutely horrible. And I'm able to look at everything with just a different perspective, saying, you know what? tomorrow's a new day. As long as I'm still alive, it's going to be okay. Everything is outable. Like I truly believe that we are all presented with so many obstacles in life in business and our personal lives. And as long as we are still alive, there's a way to figure everything out. And part of doing that is Making sure you surround yourself with communities. So in business, you know having a, a community around you like entrepreneurista to support you and, and give you all of the tools and resources when you're going through things personally, making sure you have you know friends and, and family and people around you to to help you. and then not being scared to reach out to others and ask for help. Um, I'm someone that I was never good at asking for help and, and, you know, sharing when I needed help. But I've definitely learned through my experiences that we can't do anything alone. You know, we do need each other and we are all better off together by, by sharing and helping one another. So while I'm definitely, you know, the same person I have always been, I just have such a different outlook and, and perspective on things now as to what's truly important and what matters. So great.
0: Have you always had business partners or have you done any like of your entrepreneur things on your own?
2: I've always had business partners and I, I don't think I would ever start a business without a partner. For me, I have just learned the importance of having incredible partners, working with people where you have opposite skill sets, so you can divide and conquer. That is absolutely key. And I've also seen how you know lonely it can be and how hard it can be to, to try to do something on your own. And by no means am I saying that it can't be done. It absolutely can be done. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we have our community, the Entrepreneurs League, we have a lot of founders in there who are solo founders and are looking for that community and connection and resources, uh, because it's so needed. But for me personally, I love having a business partner and business partners. Uh, I truly believe that we can definitely do more together. Yeah,
1: no. And and I think you've also learned like having a good business partner versus not a great business partner. What makes, you know, what makes that magic between the two? Absolutely. Um,
2: Opposite skill sets, very important and having clear, um, you know, a clear vision for the company Mm -hmm. and clear roles and expectations and being able to have open communication with one another is absolutely key to success of any successful business partnership. Absolutely. It's like just like any marriage. (laughs) It
1: is a marriage. (laughs) Totally. And what would you say? I mean, besides, you know, besides Molly and the experience you've gone through, what would you say your greatest accomplishment would be? You
2: have so many of them. Oh, my goodness. You know, I would say my greatest accomplishment, of course, is is my daughter Molly, and just being able to, that that we brought her into this world, and I'm able to, you know, be with her every single day. That is definitely my number one and my my reason for for being. And then, really, everything we've built with Entrepreneurista has been one of the most rewarding experiences um, of my entire life. The messages and emails and calls and texts I get from these women that are part of our community. They're messaging me things like, thank you for creating the Entrepreneurista League. This has literally changed my life. This is the best thing in my life. You know, these women are connecting, they're networking, they're doing business together, they're growing their business and being able to just help and give back and share, you know, everything that Courtney and I have learned along the way growing our businesses has been so incredibly rewarding and I am just in awe of all of these women who are pounding the pavement and working so hard to really build the business of their dreams and to be, you know, on the sidelines cheering them on and helping them with everything is just so incredible. Sure, and it's amazing you've
1: created such a like a platform for everybody to do that.
2: It's, it's amazing. I just love how everything happened organically. And we just, you know, genuinely wanted to help all of these women and give back and have now created this space and platform to to do so.
1: Right. And inherently seeing people do want to help each other. You've, you've created that either online, offline, Let's say, you know, what would be the one thing that you think you wish you knew when you started your career?
2: Oh my goodness. I would say that everything works out the way it is supposed to and everything is figure outable. Um, I, you know, Courtney and I went through so much when we first started our business. I still remember, you know, about a month or so into starting uh Social Fly, actually the original name of our Company was called Collective Media. And we received a cease and desist letter from another business called The Collective right when we started. And I remember (laughs) we got this letter. And we were like, oh, my goodness. And, you know, we're in our early 20s at this time. We have no money. You know, we're bootstrapping this business. We have no idea. You know, we get this letter from an attorney. We're like, oh, my gosh, are we going to go to jail? What does this mean? And, um, you know, we reached out to our friend Susie for help. She connected us to her business attorney. And he's been our business attorney for years now and is now a mentor of ours and part of our um part of our whole network and he you know we, we bartered with him we're like we have no money can you help us we'll help you with your social media can you help us with our our legal issue and you know Courtney and I joke like we thought we were like gonna go to jail like what happens when you get the cease and desist letter and we've realized you know from that experience and so many other you know hard times and experiences that we've had growing our business over the years that when things like this happen everything is figure outable. you know you it's not the end of the world. There's a solution for everything. You just need to stay calm and problem solve and and you keep going. Um, so I definitely wish I had known that on day one. We did learn that pretty early and have been able to have this uh, mentality over the years going forward, but definitely wish I knew that the day we started. <laughs> totally. Uh, I f- like it's like the more experiences you have,
0: the more just even killed you can be about everything. Totally. Yeah. And I love your quote, everything is figureoutable. Like I want to like print that and put that in my office or even like when I bring it with me onto my jobs, because I'm like, oh yes, everything is figureoutable because like, I think motherhood also prepares you for that. And of course, your fertility experience, like it's just not that big of a deal when you're going right. through like those hard days at work. It's like, you could figure it out. I love that. That's right. Yeah. I'll just totally. take a minute,
1: pause and realize, okay, the world is not coming to the end. It's just Something else to deal with every day, day in, day out.
2: Yep, just um, problem
1: solving, problem solving skills. <laughs> oh, yeah. Moving on, like, how do you find time for yourself? Like, what do you do for you? I know, you I was have, just oh thinking all, all these, like, things? Not burnt like, how, out. <laughs> how do you not? I'm not, I'm not
2: good do at it. Um, I uh, sort of, I calendar oh. everything. So I like live and breathe by my Google calendar. So every single thing that I do is on there, even things that I like plan on the weekends. If it's not in my calendar, I have no idea what to do or where to be. So if Google ever went out, I would have a really hard time. Um, I, and I time block and I try to block time for myself. I was actually really good at it earlier in the year I was blocking out Wednesday afternoons and not taking any meetings during that time and making sure that I was you know doing stuff for myself um I have to get back into that next year as well as making sure that I'm exercising but um well, what does that it's, look it's like for of, you like how do you make time for yourself and what is it that you do um you know I've been trying to go outside and take walks every day so I mentioned I moved to Florida so I definitely Tried to take advantage of the warm weather. I always joked that I was allergic to New York City winters and cold weather. After going to school so to in Ithaca, I <laughs> can't. I cannot handle the cold. So I am doing my best to try to take walks every day, even if it's for ten minutes, because, you know, running a couple different businesses, I am back to back all of the time on on Zoom calls and in my office and for me like I love the businesses that I am in and what I do so much that it makes it hard for me to step away from from my computer and do stuff for myself but I did take a spa day spa afternoon Ooh. this past Friday um my friend Gwen came to town and I you know as long as I plan in advance and block it in my calendar I can I can make it happen so so yeah, I know I do little things. I'm I'm a I'm you know pretty, pretty simple and easy when it comes to stuff for myself. I I don't I don't require a lot. I just need some sleep and and a massage once in a while. <laughs> that sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other thing that I started doing was um, there. One of our Entrepreneista League members has a company called Chef Post. And it's a company in South Florida and they have chefs that can come to your house to cook and prepare meals. And I started using their service, which has been game changing for me because it is really hard. I I don't, I can't cook as it is. My husband has been the one who cooks, cooks all the food in the house. Otherwise I just pick up some stuff from, from whole foods that's pre-made, but I cooking is not my thing. So I've learned to outsource all of the things I am not great at. And uh, yeah, Chef Post has been been incredible. Like a true entrepreneur, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> outsource.
0: Um, I I need to outsource. Well, my husband cooks too, so I don't need to outsource that. But I, I maybe I should try some. Is, is that only in Florida?
2: She is in South Florida right now, but I know she is looking to expand and there's other meal delivery, um, services that I've used and tried that are national. And one of them, a fellow entrepreneurista, Martha Stewart, there's a company called Marley Spoon that I have used as well. And they do the meals where you can either cook them or they also have the ready to make meals. I would order the ready to make meals because then I can just heat it in the microwave and that's really quick for me. So definitely love all of these, uh, food delivery options because I cannot cook.
1: Uh, you and I, I, I are the that. opposite. I feel like it goes a long way, <laughs> the longest way oh because yes. I
0: enjoy it, right? I'm like, why Amanda make it so hard on myself? A good, you are so good at cooking. I love it. Also, so we actually like to ask our guests uh, a few questions that – Uh, just kind of pertain to us, especially our cheese boards. If you know, Amanda, Amanda is a big fan of putting together charcuterie and as am I, but Amanda is, I think the number one at putting together a cheese board. So we use it as a metaphor to talk about our latest obsessions. And we would like to know what is on your cheese board, AKA your latest obsession.
2: All right. So I have become all into all of the natural products and natural beauty products. So a product and brand that I'm obsessed with is called inner beauty cosmetics. It's all natural makeup and beauty products. So that is definitely my, my latest obsession. Oh,
0: I got to check that out. I'm so into clean beauty. So that's right up my alley.
2: Is there anything about inner beauty that we should know about that's different than other clean beauty? Yes. Yeah, so, well, first, the founder. Her name is Julie Rice. Um, we connected. I'll give you one guess how we connected through social media. Several years ago, um, she also has MS, and Buzzfeed had shared an article about my MS diagnosis, and she saw that article and reached out to me, and we connected. Of course, became fast friends, and she told me how she was planning on launching this business. So I actually, you know, watched her every step of the way with building this company and and launching this business, and. She she formulated these makeup products because she had extremely sensitive skin. And also with having MS and being really, you know, cognizant of what she was putting on her body and in her body was, was super important. So everything that is made with these products is, you know, custom from her knowing what is really important for people who have sensitive bodies. So definitely, definitely encourage you to to check out inner beauty. It's amazing. Wow. I'm I'm definitely
0: checking out and wow, the power of social media, go social media. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) I have given us so many and I feel like What is your biggest, like, what would say your mom goals are? You as a general are like the ultimate in mom goals, but what's your best mom hack?
2: Oh my gosh. I feel like I have a lot now, but, and like shout out to all, all of the entrepreneurs, because I feel like I have connected with so many women who have started all of these businesses that, you know, help everyone save time and money and resources. So Courtney, my business partner, she started another company during the pandemic as well, separate from me, a company called Work Robe. And it is a robe that looks like when you're on Zoom, like you're wearing a blouse or button down. Ah. And it also is really great if you are breastfeeding. I'm actually still breastfeeding my daughter. She's two and a half. And I've just kind of let her go with the flow and she doesn't want to stop. So uh, we we are still breastfeeding. And when I have my work robe on, when she runs in here, it is super easy. And also, um, they're super stylish. So I don't have to think about what I need to wear every single day on Zoom. I can literally throw on a robe every single day.
0: Oh, my God. I love that. Oh, I'm going to definitely check it out and maybe recommend to all my personal styling clients who don't know what to
2: wear on their Zoom calls. It's Yes, it's myworkrobe.com. And I can definitely get you a, a discount code for, for all your listeners yes. if you'd like. Yes. <laughs> we yes, need we that. Definitely love that. So So, thank
0: you so much, Stephanie. Oh my God. You are really mom goals and so amazing. Where can people find you? And also, I'd love to also share your fertility resources if you don't mind sharing that.
2: Of course, of course. So personally, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn or on Instagram. On Instagram, I'm at Steph Jill Carton, S-T-E-P-H-J-I-L-L-C-A-R-T-I-N. And then you can find entrepreneistas on Instagram. And our website is Entrepreneista.com, and at entrepreneistas on Instagram, market to download the app. If you go to Market marki it'll send you over to download the app. And then uh, you can head over to socialflyny.com if you need any help with social media services. We'd be happy to chat with you as well. And you can find us at Socialfly everywhere. She's got it all <laughs> going on, really. For fertility resources, of course, you can always reach out to me and send me a DM and I'm happy to make any connections or introductions and, and put you in touch um, with either other other people or organizations. Um, there's an incredible platform that I had mentioned before called Pregnantish, P-R-E-G-N-A-N-T-I-S-H.com. It's a really wonderful media platform where they share lots of resources and and stories And then there's also a platform called Fertility IQ. And that is a platform that has lots of fertility resources. And they also have um, reviews of different fertility doctors and clinics, which is something that I always recommend that that people look into before starting with a specific clinic. Amazing.
0: Thank you so much for sharing all
1: that. Stephanie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye. I love her.
0: Oh my God. What a wealth of knowledge. Right. I remember
1: I met her probably in like 2009, 2008 2008 or nine. Um, like a lifetime ago and she was working I think she was working like Hilton hotel group and when she was starting the social media agency it was like well beyond my head thinking about it like well it wasn't no like idea a thing no. then
0: people weren't on social media like they are today and that wasn't like I wouldn't have thought of a social media agency like that was not in my vocabulary back when she started it so not at all oh, i was God. such a skeptic <laughs> like i really yes, was, I was I like know. okay whatever stephanie like And then,
1: you know, I just like followed her entire journey in her motherhood. And she's just like, really, not only that, I just love how much she does for women, for mothers, for community. And it's like her whole, her whole ethos is helping others, which
0: I know. You know and even with her fertility journey and her MS, like, oh, my goodness, right? that's it has probably, not been I easy hope- for her. No. And I hope this episode really helps other people that are going through it. Cause I know right. it's, it's something that's so common and people don't talk about it. I have a friend going mm-hmm. through fertility issues right now and just had her second miscarriage. And it's just a hard thing that like people feel uncomfortable to talk about, but it's so common.
1: Right. And like I said, that just like being so vulnerable and putting yourself out there, it takes a lot of courage to do that. And, you know, realizing that your story can help so many others. Right.
0: Totally. Oh, my goodness. She's to do that. Um, Well, I'm glad you you introduced her to us because she really is mom goals. (gasps) And And I'm about to check out that work robe. (laughs) I kind of wish I I had that on today. (laughs) Right. I think about how many times, not even
1: that, like, how long does it take me to get ready? We need that. I think that's the next thing. Um, Yes.
0: Speaking of getting ready, I started a new routine today. I actually got up early and I worked out. Like as soon before the kids even got up, and that was that was a weird new cool thing I did. <laughs> yes, you get so many more hours in the day, right? Yes, but I'm, I'm also desperate. like kind of tired and wish I slept more.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. It's like one, I don't know. It, the schedule changes every day. Me, I did not do that today. Isabella came crawling into my bed at two, as
0: she does, and I'm it's like sometimes Aww. we just needed a little more sleep this morning.
1: So we did that. I know. I feel great.
0: Oh, that's actually that's, that's a nice and the cuddles are a nice way to start your day
1: I know it is but then I have like major mom guilt I'm like I have to be productive I need to get up I have this and this and this I want to do
0: every day and that's why we do revenge procrastination as they call it where we stay up all night and we do our work or do nothing and just look at our phones until Mm -hmm. midnight that was last (laughs) night which you know and I don't I don't get her every
1: day so the days that I do have her and she's like just one more book mommy I love you so oh so good That makes it worth it, though. Yeah. No, so good, and also wintertime cozy cuddles. I can't say that pitch black makes it that easy.
0: I'm not ready for like it's not even winter, and it it feels well. We're recording this a little earlier, but it's not even winter, and I'm freezing. What are you doing the rest of the week? I
1: am going to a really fun dance party tonight. Kind of like a it is holiday time right now, but rather than your traditional. Party, kind of a hip hop dance, girls only night, which I so need to do. You know, this is my That sounds my thing. amazing. Yep, um, I'm gonna do some holiday stuff with Isabella and wrapping up the year. It's just like the craziest time. How about I you? feel like
0: I just went through all that because like right? Hanukkah just passed, and I I like I feel like I'm already burnt out, and I'm just. I I feel like I've had holiday events and different things going on. So I'm, I'm actually going to have some downtime coming up and I'm really looking forward to it because I know everything's picking back up pretty soon after the holidays. Yeah. And you and I have a lot to do. (laughs) Hope everybody loved this episode of the podcast.
1: Head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and review. And you can find us on Instagram at mom goals, the podcast.
0: Love you, mama.
1: Love you, mama. See you next time. Love this episode of the podcast? Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to share it with a friend.
0: Say hi to us on Instagram at Mom Podcast and follow me at The New York Stylist and Amanda at Amanda Mintz. See you next week.